Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is Doom. Hello, and welcome to the Waiting for Doom podcast show that we do, which is about the Doom Patrol. <laughs> yes. Hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at AvantGarve. You can find both of us at WaitingForDoom.com, uh, and you can contact us via WaitingForDoom at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Wilfred's got a channel set up there. And all our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Podbean.com. And you can also find us these days, if you'd like to contribute to the show, at Buy Me A Coffee. I'm Paul, and you can find me at reading underscore Hicks on Twitter for the moment. And we also have a, a sentient show Twitter account, which is Wilfred at WFD Pod. Hello, Wilfred, you cheeky scam. And you see what I said at the start? In the script, it said explain premise, so that's why I said when we talk about the Doom Patrol. That right, was yeah. Me doing that. But hey, um, I'm, I'm focused this week. I know you've. you've you're focused this had, week, are you? Yeah, I'm on point. <laughs> You're on point. And yes, this could be someone's first time tuning into the show. Um, you know, I, I was doing some research and looking around on the, the interwebs, and yeah, there's there's a lot more love and interest in the Doom Patrol these days, which is great to see. Yeah. Um, and not to get too big-headed, but we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, we, so, yeah. we've been around the block. <laughs> yes, sure. How are you, Paul, anyway? <laughs> <laughs> What's been going on in your neck of the woods? Um, yeah, I haven't really got anything to, to, I mean, I've been watching Doctor Who a lot, so that's, mm-hmm. that's been one of my, uh, my missions is to watch all of Doctor Who from the start to the end, um, before I die. Right. And, um, it's, this isn't a first time thing. I, I, like I've watched a lot of Doctor Who in my youth, but I'm, I'm, I mean, pretty much what is known as the bad, the bad part right now. So. Oh, what's, what's considered the bad part? Uh, I, I would say it's definitely Colin Baker's uh, era. Um, oh. when, yeah, when the stories were stupid and he was dressed like a clown and, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, Hang on, which one was Colin Baker? Uh, he was the, he had curly hair, but no, um, he didn't have the uh, the good scripts like Tom Baker right. did. Right, okay. Uh, and he, yeah, okay. And he was, had a very coloured, full kind of, yeah. Yeah, cl- yeah, clown cl- I see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, yep. um, yeah, he had the American companion who was dressed like a sex wiggle most of the time. Oh, uh, yeah, the red-headed woman, was it? Oh, she came after. No, right, I, okay, I don't remember the I'm other on one. the um, American girl at the moment. Right, I don't remember her. No. Perry. Perry. Oh, okay, a vague, yeah, I'm so out of the loop with your Doctor Who stuff. Yeah. Do you have a, a Doctor Who enemy that you hate the most that just freaks you out and gives you the Sh- GGB. Uh, shag. <laughs> on the show, Doctor oh, Who, not in real life. Shag's understandable. <laughs> yeah, sure. What do you think about that, Shag? <laughs> Thanks, Shag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you mean one I, I love to hate or I hate, hate? That, that you hate, hate. One that just freaks you the freak out that just you can't stand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, Davros is pretty gross. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like he's he's got that that rubber face, and when they change the actor, it looks like he's 
been a very um, overweight man who then got all saggy baggy in the face. So. <laughs> Eradicate my weight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in his first appearance, he, he, it's looked like the back of his chair was flipping flipping the bird at people. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so uh, that's that's fun. I might try and find a shot for that so you can put it in the, uh, cool. the, the show notes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, what about you? What uh, you sea Devils. Like sea Devils. Oh, you like the Sea Devils? No, no, I hate the Sea Devils. I hate the Sea Devils. They freak me out. Oh. I think they are the. Re- I think I was exposed to them at a very, very young age, and I think they are part of the reason I do not like reptiles to oh. this day. Yep. Thanks, Mum and Dad, for plopping you know two, three-year-old young Mike in front of the TV whilst you went off and I don't know did whatever. Reading the paper, smoking a ciggy, making dinner, whatever was going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, I mean, I, like, my wife has the story about, you know, not wanting to watch Doctor Who and, you know, seeing, you know, being told she shouldn't watch it and watching it and it freaking the hell out of her, like Planet uh-huh. of the Spiders. Uh-huh. Um, okay. But I, I used to work with a guy who was like, you know, 15 years older than me and he had exactly the same story about a different monster and, you know, <laughs> his parents told him not to watch and he watched and it freaked him out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a generational, universal truth that no, my, will freak people out. Yeah, my, my dear uh, late mother used to delight in telling me stories that she would plop, you know, young infant toddler Mike down in front of ABC uh, in yeah. the early evenings when Doctor Who was playing, and she and Dad would go and, you know, do whatever, and they would know it would be 6.30 because there was always that final scene where the scary monster would suddenly appear just as the music kicked in, for the end of the show, and they would know it was six thirty. Yeah. So I was like their own personal clock. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, oh, my, young Mike screaming, better get the roast out of the oven. <laughs> Thanks, Ma. Thanks a bunch. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> oh, okay. Not scarred at all. Yeah, but what have you been up to, young man? Oh, look, look, my young fella, my young friend. Um, we have taken the bold move in this economy to decide to move house. So that has been um, at the forefront of my mind this past week and a bit. But our current, because we're, we're just renting and our current lease was due uh, is due to end in August. But then our estate agent said, oh, we're going to send through a value or just have a look at the house. And we're like, uh, they're probably going to sell. So we decided to jump rather than wait to be pushed. Um, So we looked at a place last Wednesday, and the very next day we got the go-ahead. We got the the thumbs up. So it's been a mad dash to suddenly um, get rudely reminded of how expensive it is to move house. So, uh, Yeah. yeah. So that's been fun. So this is also a long-winded way of saying I haven't read a comic in ages. So... (laughs) Um, so, and I'm looking at my collection at the moment going, I'm going to have to pack all this stuff up now and and put it in storage for like a a week and a bit before we move. So yes, we're moving, we're we're moving in about a week and a half. So we've got a lot to do between now and then. Yeah. It's a curious effect that, you know, you have full access to your comics all the time and you never read them. Mm. And, Mm. And as soon as you pack them away and you can't get them, you'll be like, oh no, I can't get them, you know, Yeah. But what I'll probably do is, I'll probably go, hey, you know what? I should really look into that DC Infinite app. (laughs) 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 Might read some stuff on there in the meantime. Uh, (laughs) uh, 
Oh man. I uh, just yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, that that's that's the big uh the Garvey's are moving. That's the big thing at the moment. So um, All right. Yeah, but we're moving into a, a a nice bigger house, two stories, and there's like plenty of room in there. Cuz you've you've seen where we live. Um, yes. At the moment, yeah. the last time you you visited, um, yes, Paul came to Brisbane. We we hung out in person. So, and and our current place is long but narrow, whereas this new place is um, quite spread out and and two stories, so r- much more room. Girthier. There is more girth to it. Yes. Um, yes, it is. It has heroic girth, much like our friend Jacob. Oh my God, did you read that story about Jacob? I did. Yeah. From Time Tunnel Comics. Oh my God, yeah. what a fucking hero. <laughs> What a champion. And, yeah. and his friend, whose name escapes me, but he wanted to make sure his friend, whose name escapes me, got credit as well. But yeah, they um, they stopped someone from getting assaulted and pinned the guy down in a headlock whilst they waited for the cops to get there. That's... Yeah. You, you know, and, and Jacob was saying, yes, I am heroically girthed. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I don't think that was in the headline. It wasn't in the headline, but he mentioned it. Um <laughs> Because that's where I got the saying from, and I, A, I've never heard it before, and B, Jacob, you're a fucking legend if you're listening <laughs> to this. Well done, you, and your friend. Yeah. My God. Yeah. yeah, owner of Time Tunnel Com- Comics. Yes. In, uh, in Hickory, North yes. Carolina. Check so. him out, give him a high five. Yeah, I'm going to go visit him soon. So. Excellent. On yes. that subject, yeah, you, so are you going to HeroesCon this year? I'm definitely going to HeroesCon yeah. this year. Un- unfortunately, I am not. Oh. I know, I, I'm... I would love to be there. And this isn't a ruse. It's not a ruse, Paul. Like, the second time that I went where I surprised everyone, like, hey, I'm back here. And everyone's like, holy shit, you're back. Um, I am. I just, I, I cannot manage it this year. So um, yeah. apologies in advance. Everyone, please have a drink or 10 for me whilst you're there. Probably not on the show floor. But, yeah, I hope everyone has a great time. But, yeah, I just... I, I finally found my passport, and it's well and truly expired. I'm not going to have that ready in time. I'm just not going to... And, and I just... Being a realistic grown-up, I just can't afford it this year. So, um, sorry, everyone. I'm just as disappointed and, and as upset as maybe one or two other people will be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was hoping to get, you know, do a team waiting for doom at the at their show. And, yeah, I know. Yeah. But, oh well. Look, if I if I win lotto and I can somehow rush through a, pod, a podcast application, passport application, things might change. But yeah, I think a, a rush passport at the moment is four hundred fifty dollars in Australia. So, and how quickly do they rush it? I think they can do it within a week. So, isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So, do you have a lottery entry this week? Not yet, but it's only oh. Thursday night as we're recording, so I've got time uh, yet. So. Yeah, so... Yeah. Anyway, shall we get on with it and look at some Doom news? Sure, crazy, yeah. Okay, so in, in Doom News, all the Doom News that we have to, to Doom about um, in the news department. Uh, beautiful intro, s- smart. Smooth. Yeah, smooth. I'm on it. Um, 
our good friend Craig, he um, alerted us to the fact that they are releasing a facsimile edition of My Ghost Adventure 80, which is Woo-hoo! the first version of the Doom Patrol. Yeah. So um, if you're not familiar with the term facsimile, it's uh, like a, a replica comic of the original, um, but it doesn't have the same original price as the original. <laughs> but it, the other good thing is it doesn't have the current price of the original either. So it's, yeah, I think for three ninety nine American, you can own the first version, well, the, the first appearance of the Doom Patrol, yes. but it's a, a reprint. But um, sometimes these get a bit of value themselves. Cause yeah. It's seen, yeah, because uh, people can't afford the original one, um, but they get these in their collections. So, yeah. Yeah, it's um, the next best thing. Yes. So, uh, so, Mike, you could buy this and sell your... your your pristine. Hey, I could. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, no. yeah. You should hang on to that till you die, and then no one I, will know what to do. I with might, it. I might bury it with me, maybe. How are you going to arrange that? You'll be dead. It'll be in my will. <laughs> Speaking of which, I have to do a will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, facsimile editions. I've got. Uh, Paul, you very graciously hooked me up with a uh, facsimile edition of Detective Comics 27, the very first appearance of Batman, um, which I, and I just love it. It's so awesome. It's it's like it's like a, a time machine in your hands, and it's got all the old ads, and it's just so cool. It's awesome. Yeah. So I'm yeah. very excited. Thank you, Craig, for, for cluing us into that one. So that will be available sometime in July. There is a date, but I'm not going to look it up because I can't. It doesn't matter. No one's we'll remind it. everyone as we get closer to it. Yeah, you can tell the comic shop that you want it if yeah. you have a comic shop that has ears. Um, <laughs> yes. Danny the, the comic shop. The other thing is we have noticed that the solicitations are out for July and um, eagle-eyed people might panic and go, there's no sign of the Doom Patrol. And, um, mm. you know, yeah, the unstoppable Doom Patrol, have they been stopped? No, no, they've been delayed somewhat. Yeah. Uh, so, But this is not one of those, you know, Gerard Way, Nick Darrington delays where, Ooh. you know, comic missing in action. Spicy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, the, yeah, Dennis Culver, well, it's there's a DC event called Night Terrors with a K uh, mm. in the night, as in with a K, not terrors with a K somewhere. Kateras. Uh, Kateras. Night Kateras uh, with Kazazatana. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. This is a Tana special for Night Terrors, and it's written by Dennis Culver. And, you know, even though he's doing the Unstoppable Doom Patrol, he, he he's a generous man to himself, and he lent out Cliff Steele to appear in the Zatanna comic. Very nice. And, uh, yeah. yeah, this is probably the first ever team-up of Zatanna and Cliff Steele. I believe so, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, could there be wedding bells at the end of this? Um, maybe? That oh, would be... no. No. What? No. Cock-blocking Cliff? I, I just... No, I don't see it. I don't. <laughs> I, look, if it happens... Great. I'd love a good surprise, but I don't see it. No. I'm never going to clock block, blah, 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 cock block Cliff. That's really hard to say. Uh, it's a great not... dance number in the 90s, though, wasn't it? Was it now? <laughs> the clock bluffing Cliff. <laughs> yeah, I love the Chemical Brothers and the <laughs> cock, cock block and beat. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't going to get a strike against us from our uh, podcast hosts for using um, music we don't have the rights to, I would definitely be putting <laughs> that into um, this episode. But um, yeah, no, 
I can do some of it. Oh, your stuff's better than mine. Yeah, yeah we'll work something out. We'll, we'll get around it somehow. But yes, um, look, best of luck to, to Cliff and Zatanna. I don't see it. If it happens, awesome. Do you reckon with a title like Night Terrors, it might be a Batman-centric event? Um, could just be Batman scaring people. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. It could be, the, you know, those suits of armors in castles coming out and attacking people. Oh. Or scaring people. I don't know. Right. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, it's it's magical and it's evil, I believe. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so, magical, evil, party comics. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Yeah. Right. But there is a cover and it has um, Cliff and Zatanna um, look, look, look like they're in the midst of some sort of um, dark horde or something. Right. It could just be a crowd of commuters all going the other way. I don't know. Right. It did not look closely. I think there might be a crowd of sleeping people. Ah, okay. Yeah. So sleepwalk. Like, yeah. Uh, that's another good song, isn't it? Is it? Uh, yeah, I'm too old for you. Um... <laughs> Ultravox, Ultravox had a good Oh, yeah, no, that's way before my time. Silently waiting. Sleepwalk. Wow, we're getting such a musical education this episode. <laughs> the cock blocking beats. <laughs> Anything else on the Doom News, Paul, considering that you're starting to stray? Uh, this is my focus. No. Um, this, this is focused? <laughs> all right. Now, this not a, not a not a, a dream, not a threat, but right. um, I watched an episode of Titans. Uh, oh. It was homework for another podcast. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was... But it was interesting. <laughs> and oh, good. it was literally relevant if you're a Doom Patrol fan because okay. it was um, uh, Gar Logan, Beast Boy, Changeling, if you will. Um, he's part of the um, Titans. He's yes. also part of the Doom Patrol. And yeah. in this episode, he discovered all about his powers and he was taken on, on a mystical power tour by Buana Beast's next inherent... Well, Freedom Beast, the less racist version of Buana Beast. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. so he learned all about his powers connected to the red, and then he went tripping out through the red, and he got sideswiped by the Flash, Grant Gustin Flash, and then he um, he drifted around. He met Grant Morrison through one of the holes. Um, there was... He met uh, Harley Quinn's voice from the cartoon, right. and he saw um, Beast Boy from the cartoon, uh, Teen Titans Go. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, but uh, the... The upshot of all this is he ended up in Doom Manor and uh, Cyborg found him and that was the end of the episode. So I believe this week's episode will be uh, the Doom Patrol with Gar Logan. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And there was also um, some elaboration about his origin and the fact that um, it was uh, Niles Calder who basically um, killed his parents by giving them the disease. Right. Okay. And he was saved from the disease but turned green and got beastie powers. Right. So are they going to, or have they explained how he started out with the patrol and left the Is there still a patrol on his own universe or? No, this was more of a a drifting to um, 
meet up with Cyborg. So, but, right, he, so. Land, but the implication is um, the Doom Patrol in a different universe. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, we met Stargirl too. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, Stargirl, and um, yeah, and we heard Eartha Kitt's voice from the Batman '66 wow. show. They yeah. Went um, really so it, it crazy. was it yeah. was interesting and. Yeah, but we'll have to see what happens next. But, uh, yeah, very much underscored the fact that uh, Niles called uh, Evil Bastard. So, No. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And the other bit of news is um, we've been keeping, you know, people buy me a coffee, they get mentioned on the show. Yummy, um, yummy. Yeah, no, I thought the caffeination, um, join our, ca- uh, the militia, the mock-alitia, whatever. Uh <laughs> It was a bit aggressive, both of Right. So I'm toning it back this week, and we're going to have ca friendship is magic. Right. So um, the people who are our little um, coffee brony friends, uh, <laughs> we've got <laughs> Ashford Wright from the Right On Network. He does uh, straight out of the Federation, straight out of Gallifrey, um, Batgirl, Batgirl, Huntress, Huntress, Batgirl. Um, he does the art classes with Tim Price, and... Also on the list, we have Tim Price, who does the outcasters with AJ Wright and, yeah, all that. And uh, we've got Arbat, Fabio Arbat, long-term uh-huh. listener, you know, smart man, comments on stuff, yep. uh, educations. And we've got Kevin, who I'm going to stay with when I go to Heroes Con. Yep. yep. And we also have the Bat Pod. They bought us um, a coffee pod, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yes. That the... coffee plunger machine. What are they called? Bat coffee plunger machines? I don't know what no. you're talking about. Although what's the thing that George Clooney likes? Oh, I don't know. Some instant automatic thing? Supermodels. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, the Bat Pod, for your contribution to <laughs> maintaining that caffeine ship is magic. Caffeine. Caffriendship. Caffriendship. Caffriendship is magic. Yeah, let's workshop that because holy yeah, shit. Yeah, okay. I think that's the winner, that one. We'll go okay. with that forever. Sure. Um, Can I also add one little bit of extra stuff to the Doom Years? Whilst we're in no. Doom Years. Okay, yes. Um, this month, this past week or a bit ago, it was actually the Doom Patrol's 60th birthday. Shit. And we didn't do much to celebrate it because it was kind of overshadowed by another anniversary <laughs> for a kind of bigger, more important... I hate to say it, character, um, who had his 85th anniversary. It was kind of the same day. uh, Is this someone with a sort of spit curl on the forehead? Yeah, yeah. Blue tights, red red undies? Yeah, yeah. 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 The Phantom, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) By day, he's Clark Kent, goes to reports. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, so... Belated, happy 60th to the Doom Patrol. Um, it will be cool to see a facsimile edition come out. I'm taking that as a celebration of their anniversary later this year. So, um, but yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, happy birthday, Doom Patrol. And many more. You can yes. get the pension now, Doom Patrol, in Australia. Oh, lucky. Yeah, you can get that cheap insurance that they offer. Yep. yep. To, uh, because old people stay at home. Yeah. Doom Patrol stays home more than a lot of younger... Like, Harley Quinn doesn't stay home. She's young. Uh, Doom Patrol still goes out and rescues people and goes on adventures. Yeah, but they're home for tea. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and I was using the Australian version of tea, not as in dinner, not tea as in a cup of tea. Right, yes. You're coming home for tea? <laughs> having 
many pieces. Stop fighting, Monsieur Mallard, now it's time for tea. <laughs> yes. Um, now, Mike. Paul, yes. Have you noticed that ticking in the background? I have, it's and been going on do, for a bit. Do you know what it is? I do, that if you look just behind yourself there, it's the doom clock, see that? No, no. you're other left. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay, yep, the doom clock, yep. My God. So, Paul, a uh, bit of a surprise, but it's only been four weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, that being issue one of Unstoppable Doom Patrol, which we discussed in our previous episode, episode 182, from about a month ago. Uh, issue two of the series has come out this week, and we will be discussing it shortly, and issue three is due out May 23rd of 2023, and that issue has the patrol facing off against the Green Lanterns. Boo. That's boo against the lanterns. I oh. really hope Cliff punches Guy Gardner in the face. Oh. And, and you know what? I hope he punches Cole Rayner as well. I hope he punches them both. <laughs> I hope he detaches one of his arms and one of his legs and clobbers them <laughs> at the same time. What? It's eat an appendage. We'd have to take a drink if that happens. We would. We would. So I, I, I used to be a Green Lantern fan, but now it's like, oh, God. They're just smart asses with power rings. It's just uh, I actually, I really like all the Green Lanterns except for Hal. Pretty much. Yeah, but, like, how many lanterns does Earth really need? Come on. Why, well, does, why does Earth get to break the rules? You know, come on. Bloody Earth. Bloody lanterns. <laughs> anyway, Paul, are you ready for this week in Doom Patrol history guessing game? Absolutely. Absolutely, okay. I'm going to roll yep. the die. Okay. The, I'm just going to make sure how many sides it's got, so I've got to write. It's a ten-sided die of Doom, not eight. I've been calling it an eight-sided die for so long. But it's actually ten-sided. Anyway. Dear listeners, this week in the Doom Patrol history guessing game, Paul is getting a total of six questions to correctly guess which Doom Patrol issue came out this Sweet. week in history. Question the first for Paul. Okay. Uh, is it from the 80s? No, it is not from the 80s. If I was a cruel man, I would say higher. Oh. <laughs> is it from the 80s? <laughs> it is not from the 80s. Okay. It, I, uh, I'll give you... I'll, I'm feeling generous. I'm even going to give you more context. Oh. It, it's far more recent than the 80s. Far more? Yeah. Is it uh, Unstoppable Doom Patrol Issue 2? It is not Unstoppable Doom Patrol Issue 2. It is not that recent. Lower. But that came out this week. <laughs> Uh, I just said it's not that recent. Oh, okay. In the grand scheme, in in the the past six decades that the Doom Patrol have been around, it is closer to the era we are in now than the eighties. Okay, so what you're saying is it's a more easily stopped version of the Doom Patrol. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. Question the third. Right. Question the third. Um, okay. Let's let's nail this. Um, is it's is it by Gerard Way? It is not by Gerard Way. Oh. Question the fourth. Is it volume five? It is not volume five. Lower, but you are very close. 
Is it volume? Is it volume five? <laughs> it is not volume five, but you are very close. Okay. Um, uh, what are we up to? Question two. Was it? <laughs> no. Uh, I've lost count. Let's call this next one question four. I think it might be a freebie you're getting here, but question four. I remember I've, I'm holding up four fingers to remind myself now. Four fingers. Okay. All right. Well, this is me mentally thinking out loud. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah, have I got a new joke in? That's a good one. <laughs> All right, I'm going to assume it's volume four. I'm just assuming that. You're still formulating your question. I'm still formulating. I'm not, you know, I'm, this is just my thought processes. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> there's a monkey with a tambourine. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Now, okay. Is it higher or lower than an issue where Cliff and Rita are kissing on the cover? Oh, hang on, hang on. I have to get the referee over. Bear with me one moment, please. Where's the oh, referee? You've stumped. I, I just have to confer um, with... I, I have to... Please hold. It is lower than an issue oh. in which... Cliff and Rita. I'm just going to double check that with the referee. Yeah, yeah, he's giving me a thumbs up. He's saying it is lower than the issue. In it, it, lower than a issue, an issue, a issue, an issue in which Rita and Cliff might possibly kiss. Ooh. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So. I think I've really almost run out, haven't I? Yeah, you're definitely on question five now. Question five. Okay. Is it odd numbered? It is odd-numbered. It is. Okay. I'm just going to have to Final guess. Final question. It, Final question. It's... Is it issue nine? No, it is not. It is Doom Patrol Volume 4, issue 11. You oh! So incredibly close. Look, I'm still going to so applaud close. that. Oh, that was a champion effort. You are laser-focused this episode. Yeah. Well done. So, yes, going on sale for US $2.50 on April 27th of 2005 which is a bit closer than the 80s, uh, with the cover date of June of that year, was indeed Doom Patrol Volume 4, Issue 11, uh, which was also reprinted, I found out, in the Doom Patrol by John Byrne, the complete series hardcover from 2020. They put all that in a hardcover? Really? Uh, yeah. Jesus. That issue was titled Bitter Memory and was brought to us by John Byrne, Doug Hazelwood, Jared Fletcher, Alex Blayat, and Mike Carlin. And of course, with a title like that, um, Bit of Memory, uh, it can only mean that we learn the origins of certain characters. In this instance, we start to learn the origins of Grunt and Nudge. In my notes, I put those both in capitals, so I don't mispronounce either of them. <laughs> Nudge and Grudge. Don't. No. <laughs> no. Don't. Um, so yes, we learn their origins, and the big takeaway is drugs are bad, okay kids? Uh, and we also start to learn the origin of Niles Calder in this iteration of the patrol, as he suddenly finds himself at the mercy of some weird shaman guy called Tumbala. Hmm. Um, and just for laughs, Metamorpho and Sapphire Stag guest star as well. Mm. So th th there's that. Um, it sounds great, doesn't it? 
Sounds great. Yeah, on on paper. Oh, sounds (laughs) super interesting. Anyway, if you want to find out what we really thought about that issue, we discussed this all the way back in episode 126 from July of 2018, and that episode was appropriately titled Comic Book Science. Emphasis on the sigh. And um, (laughs) you can find that over in the uh, Doom dossier for um, Volume 4 of the Doom Patrol at WaitingForDoom.com. Sick. Yeah, it was... Oh, God. Would you also like to know some historical... A historical fun fact about that episode, Paul, as well? No. What? Yes. Why is... Oh, God. Why are you like this? Um... That episode, 126, was the first episode to feature the Doom News segment, as we call it now. Really? Yeah. And in that episode, I suggested News Patrol, but then you called me a bastard for coming up with a better title. (laughs) But clearly, it didn't stick, and I'm not scarred by the whole experience at all. So... (laughs) Well, we've got Waiting for Doom, Doom News, Doom Spaining, and Mailbag of Doom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, News Patrol doesn't have the word doom in it, dude. At the time, you were taken aback by my quick-witted brilliance. Uh, every time. Your 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 exact words were, damn it, that's a better title. You've done it again, Garvey, you bastard. <laughs> that sounds like me, yes. <laughs> I may have listened to at least part of that episode this morning. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that is it for the Doom Clock this week. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to hear a podcast promo. JL made you do 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 brave and bold do 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 comic books do 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 JL made. JL made you do 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 brave and bold do 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 comic books do 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 JL made. JL mate do 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 brave and the bold do 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 comic books do 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 JL mate JL the annual podcast crossover event celebrating the Justice League is back and we're covering the 2007 Brave and the Bold series that started with Mark Wade and George freaking Perez and ended with J Michael Straczynski. Throughout the month of May, participating podcasts will release special episodes on issues in the run. It all kicks off in the Overlooked Dark Knight podcast. Follow the event on social media using the hashtag JLMay2023. Coming this May. JLMay do 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 brave and the bold do 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 comic books do 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 Mephisto. Hey, that it? Is that what you want? Things I do for this show. Now it's the part of the show where we doom explain something, and the thing we're doom explaining today is Unstoppable Doom Patrol number two, even though my notes say number one. Uh, so, yeah, good catch there, Paul. Mm. Uh, yeah, the second issue came out, and uh, we both got our hands on it and read it. And uh, special thanks to uh, Mark Gray for facilitating an early viewing of that. Thank you very much, Mark. We are very appreciative of, of Mark's efforts in helping this episode come to fruition. Yeah. Without Mark, there would be a later episode. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Mike, what what what's the dealio with this one? Unstoppable Doom Patrol issue two. The title of it is Worm's Eye View, 
It's written by Dennis Culver, with art by Chris Burnham, colours by Brian Reber, letters by Pat Brousseau. It's edited by Ben Appenerthy. The main cover is by Burnham and Reber, but it has three variant covers, Paul. Three! It's mm. awesome. The first is by Alan Qua. Apologies if I mispronounced that, Alan. Uh, and that one has Robot Man and Degenerate fighting some scaly, demonic-looking monsters in the city streets. Second one is by Jorge Molina. Uh, apologies if I mispronounced that. Uh, his cover has Robot Man in a jacket pointing to the words Doom Patrol on the back of his jacket and he's smoking a cigarette looking super cool tough. And the final one is by Jeff Spokes and that is the Negative Man Glow in the Dark cover. That Ooh. looks awesome. I, I've, yeah, I really want to get that one. Do you have any Glow in the Dark comic covers? Um, off the top of my head, I don't think so. What about in your boxes? Maybe off. I can't recall. I possibly do. I can't recall. I, do you have any? Yeah, I've got a couple of uh, Spectre glow in the dark covers. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, Spectre number one and number thirteen, I believe, glow in the dark. Cool. That's the volume two of the Spectre. Mm-hmm. Two, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded confident. Let's say yes. That's uh, probably three. I don't know. Uh, yeah, cool. They, cool. They, they look good in the dark. Mm. But you got to warm them up. But you got to hold them near the light. Right. Yeah. Um, what I have done in the past is um, I've lent them on my laptop screen, uh-huh. fa- facing in, and then turned the lights off and closed my laptop. Oh, and then I, I can see my comic in the dark. Nice. Yeah, but I can't read it because the words don't glow. No. no. Inside. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Unstoppable Doom Patrol issue two <laughs> opens with the Doom Patrol rescuing a young man called Worm and his giant large worm creature friend who he calls Velvet from giant robots designated Peace Hammers that have come for him, while somewhere else the quite obvious design origin for said robots, Peacemaker, and General Blanche, please oh please let his first name be Carter, congratulate themselves on their plan to infiltrate the patrol succeeding. As the team returns to Kansas and their new headquarters, The Shelter, Beast Girl gives Worm a tour of the facility as the rest of the patrol head off to do their own thing. We see Flex Mantello training new metahumans in how to physically control their powers before he happily reunites with his gal Rita. Oh my, I love that scene. Rita and Flex, <laughs> yay! Uh, Negative Man has a brief catch-up with Simon, who we met in the Lazarus Planet Dark Fates one-shot when the team rescued him. He's now calling himself Silas Simon, uh, which I guess is related to Fungus? Fungi? Anyway, uh, and we discussed that uh, back in episode 181. Chief Jane has a running with the former actual chief, Niles Calder, who wants to discuss a proposal for the Doom Patrol hierarchy, which Jane rightfully assesses as a giant red flag for him wanting to control the patrol all over again. And Cliff hops on his motorbike to go visit the grave of Dorothy Spinner as he reminisces about her and the former team members of the patrol. Back at the shelter, Beast Girl, meanwhile, leads Worm to the office of Dr. Cinco, which Degenerate is just leaving and giving the Doctor a foul-mouthed tirade of what he thinks of her and the team. Cinco introduces herself to Worm, explaining she's a team psychologist whose metagene allows her to access a collective of five fifth-dimensional entities that are referred to as Jerry. And they all kind of appear in her head at the start of the session. It looks very weird and cool and terrifying all at once. Uh, But later that night, after his session with the Doctor, Worm rests in his room as he's contacted by Peacemaker, 
who reminds the boy that he's there on a mission and that the task force ex-explosive within his head should be encouragement enough to get on with it. Despite his reluctance, Worm lifts his shirt and Velvet slithers out of a cavity in his stomach and begins crawling through an air shaft to spy on the patrol further. This time we see Cliff talking into a CB radio unit, hoping to make a connection with Danny, the former street-slash-world-slash-brick-slash-ambulance. We then see Larry Trainer sleeping in a radiation-proof chamber while the negative being meditates in midair, and Hank the dog, Hank the therapy dog, still there, Paul? How awesome! Yeah. Is that? Um, Hank the therapy dog is sleeping nearby in his little doggy bed. So cool. Uh, Flex and Rita are curled up together uh, on the couch watching TV in their room. Jane is arguing in her room with the alters in uh, the, her mirror about the chief spending too much time in control as a primary identity. We then see another room with Willoughby Kipling, Lotion the Cat, and Lucius Reynolds all sitting together around a table, arguing over the name of the new mystic division of the team, the Grave Minders. I love that name, but anyway. Uh, and finally, we see Degenerate passed out of sleep in his trash room, and Beast Girl, little Corelli, is playing a video game. Velvet's last destination is the most worrying, though. Niles Calder is in a large tech-filled room, in the centre of which is a giant vat labelled Think Tank 2. Niles leaves the room after talking to someone or something within the tank, saying they'll both need to bide their time before their days at the forefront return, and call the wishes Mento a good night as he leaves. As Velvet sneaks further into the room to investigate, a figure appears within the vat, telepathically yelling at the creature to get out of here as it doesn't belong, and yes, that figure is indeed Mento himself. <gasps> Sorry. No, 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 it was, I, yeah, it was worth it. Uh, once Velvet returns to Worm, this is all revealed to Peacemaker, who demands Worm destroy the tank and the man within, as nothing good can come from a rebuilt think tank being used to amplify Mento's powers. Worm refuses, saying his mission was to gather intel, and he's not a killer. Unsurprisingly, Peacemaker threatens to trigger the bomb in the boy's head. As Worm rushes to escape the shelter, Peacemaker is advised that the signal to the bomb has been lost. As Peacemaker tries to keep activating the bomb, we see that as Worm makes it to the outer ground of DPHQ, he's confronted by Robot Man, Beast Girl, and Chief Jane. Corelli lets him know that they're onto him, and they're jamming the signal to the bomb, but Worm is resigned to his fate. He hands over Velvet, asking the team to take good care of him, and Robot Man detects that the bomb signal is getting a boost, and tells Worm he's going to put some distance between them. As Worm finally apologises for letting them down, Cliff hurls him up into the air, and the bomb goes off. Eesh. Elsewhere, as General Blanche berates Peacemaker for the apparent failure of the mission, it's soon revealed that Velvet is the actual metahuman, not Worm. And somewhere else entirely, a woman walks in a forest before a glowing star appears, telling her it's time to come home. As she runs away, yelling out no in Japanese, the star becomes a vortex and exclaims, time to go to war. Ah! <gasps> Paul, what, what did you... Th yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? All right. I mean, Paul, what were your thoughts on Unstoppable Doom Patrol 2? Fantastic. There's so much in this that I want to talk about. Mm. Uh, yeah, like, okay, so General Blanche and Peacemaker, they seem to be full-on evil. They have access to Task Force X people. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, you know, they have split off from Amanda Waller or working in a, a silo, as it were. Um you know, not literally. Oh, they could be a literal silent. Yeah, I we don't, don't know. know where they are yet. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it, and they get straight into it. Like you, often when you have like a trader in the team, it, it simmers for a while. Uh, you know, sometimes it simmers way too long in the background of some comics. This is bang, here's the trader, you know, mm. and it, it's revealed. And then, and like Worm is just like, he looks like a kid. Like he yeah. literally looks like he's maybe 18 or 17. You know, that, yeah. Yeah. And Velvet is really, really, really cute. Like um, mm-hmm. I can, I can see Velvet plush toys in our future yes um, yes velvet yeah. and fog toys please yes <laughs> velvet and fog <laughs> yes um yeah and yeah it, it, you know it, if, if you're going to be betrayed you may as well be betrayed by someone as cute as velvet that's yes. yeah he, i'm happy for him to betray me um the <laughs> the splash page where you see the the base cutaway which oh my god yes. previewed art uh like i love that you can see the think tank down the bottom it's in the purple floor at the bottom mm-hmm. you know it's yep. all there already, and you can see the little hatch on the ground where, you know, Worm comes out yep. later. Yep, it's yep. all right there in front of us, yeah. And everyone has the same floor layouts going down, and, you, you know, the vehicle bay, and, you know, it's it's beautiful. It, I love it. It's and, fantastic, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we see, uh, obviously, Flex and Rita are in a relationship. And mm. Oh, bless. Yeah, I love that. Love it. Yeah, and if you notice in the in the shot where they're you know snuggled up together when uh, Velvet is spying on them, mm-hmm. uh, Rita is all you know relaxed and semi blobby. Yes, yes, yeah. that's a beautiful little panel there. It's like they hinted at a relationship between them back in Weight of the Worlds, um, and they're a little bit flirty together, and we did yeah. pick up on that at the time. To see them here, like they didn't even have, they, they just went straight into it. They're like, "Hey, we're a couple." Hello, my love. Welcome back from the mission sort of thing. That was awesome. That was fantastic. Love it. Yeah. And was I the only person when we see, um, you know, we go from the comic to the memo by Niles, <laughs> was I the only person thinking X-Men comics? No, you were not alone in that. Yep. Yep. I was like, oh, I think they're taking a bit of a dig. <laughs> like, there's a Hickman infographic in the middle of this comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and it's also kind of interesting that at one stage, and I think it was when X Factor first started, that was kind of the premise that they would be, you know, rescuing mutants that um, were young and needed help sort of thing, even though that was all a bit of a ruse. And the Patrol are kind of doing a similar thing here, but with a bit more sincerity. Um, but yeah, oh, Niles, you're a bastard. He really, he just, oh my God. But yes, nice little X-Men dig there. Yeah, and I'm also reminded of Wolverine, like the fact that Cliff jumps on a motorbike and goes off and does something. That is so Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. All all we needed was the word Bob to appear in one of the, his words, <laughs> balloons, and it would have been like, hey, I think they're taking the piss out of the X-Men. <laughs> yeah. But again, that but, was another really nice touching scene there, him visiting Dorothy's grave. Yeah. All right, so let's name them all, all the, the, the dead people being remembered in, you know, Okay. Cloudform, you got him. One moment, please. One moment, okay. please. Uh, I, I know Georgia Marion are definitely there. Yeah. Georgia Marion, the bandage people from um, Violet Valley and and, yeah. and from Rachel Pollack's run. Poor old Georgia Marion. Rebus. Yeah. Rebus is in there. Um, oh, oh God, what's her name? Magnetic girl. Um, oh, Rhea. 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 I was going to say Rita Jones, but that wouldn't have been right. Um, one of Cliff's former bodies, I guess. Yeah, I, is it the imaginary one from? Oh, from Volume Three. Mm, I don't 
No. No, he looks much more like um, Volume 2 era because he's got the big shoulder pads on the jacket there. Yeah, I guess he was destroyed then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kate Godwin, Coagula, is there. Dorothy is there with... Was the doll's name Charlie? Charlie the doll. Charlie Charlie. the very creepy doll. Yeah, Charlie the doll. And Josh Clay, Tempest, is there. Jane is also there. No, I think it must be Irani. That's... I don't know. She's got the Jane haircut and the, you know, off-the-shoulder T-shirt, and yeah. I, I think Irani would be would have darker skin and shorter hair. I don't know if it's meant mm. to be Irani. Okay, maybe it is Jane. Yeah, um, and Niles is there as well. Yeah, uh, this could be a question for Dennis. We could mm. get into his Doom Scroll and yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah, lovely seeing that. Very nice. Yeah, scene. yeah. A few people missing, I think, like uh, where's Hot Hands? <laughs> Where, where's Karma? Where's, yeah. Where's Wayne? Yeah, Wayne. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, lots, lots of you know they they could have had a few more in there, but um, yeah, great scene, great scene. Yeah, I just wonder how new people go. What? Who's that? What? What? Why? Yep. Where's Cliff there and the dead people? Yeah, yeah. Or is well, it just like a group photo that they think? happened at some point that he's remembering i think yeah maybe it's um i think it might be more like a group photo of of like you know back in the day sort of thing um because yeah there are a few people that aren't there like arani um but i don't recall him and cliff ever getting along well but then again he and the chief didn't always get along well yeah yeah but anyway it's a nice little scene yeah yeah um, just a shout out to Chris Burnham. Uh, the the art is just fantastic, and the sense of space and place in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like the corridors stretching the distances, and you know, we've got the sense of them moving through this this big cavernous space with all these different compartments and areas. And yeah, it's terrific. I just I love it, and particularly the the page where um, Velvet goes through the shafts and yes. the shafts go from room to room and we see little Velvet going through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, look, there's nothing I don't love about this issue and this series so far. Um, and like the, the purples and pinks uh, in the think tank room, shout out to um, Brian Reba, especially for those colours there and those shades. It's just fantastic stuff. Such mm. a great team on this book. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, and we get Dr. Cinco, first appearance of Dr. Cinco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that the the team psychologist who has five fifth-dimensional imps to yeah. tap into, which sounds not very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she rattles off their names and then just calls them all Jerry for short. That's, that's something my son does. He calls every single animal he sees in the wild Jerry. Jerry the and bird, a, Jerry the cat. Jerry oh, my the... God. I've just realised that Jerry is an acronym for the five different names. Cause oh, there's, yeah. There's Jixchen, Elhum, Rez, Raz, and Yuzud. And, yeah, that spells Jerry. There you go. It's, it sure does. Yeah. Yeah. But it's freaky the way they pop out of her head. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Well, it is. Still a little bit, it definitely Okay, a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and reality sort of breaks down when that happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I I love the fact that when Peacemaker explains that uh, uh, 
worm's head will explode. There's an infographic that someone has made up <laughs> of his head exploding behind yes. him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, Just know, in case we weren't sure. Yeah. This is you with your head. This is you with your head blowing open. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, peacemaker. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Betray the team. Uh, reconnaissance. And, yeah. But what do we think? Like, all right. The team has always had, you know, Niles Calder has, you know, once revealed as a baddie, never went back. Like, mm-hmm. clearly. Yep. Um, responsible for everyone becoming um, metahuman and uh, traumatized and you know maimed or, or etc. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but we also have uh, Mento, who is uh, how would you describe Mento? A bastard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, sorry. I thought you said describe me in one word. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It works. Yeah. yeah. A manipulator. Uh, a control abuser, freak. Yeah. Control freak. All that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's you know. Well, Niles has always done his best uh, evil with a think tank, and he's got a new one which has Mento in it, mm-hmm. in a uh, Mento suit inside the water. So, purple yeah. water. Yeah. yeah. So, I have to say, I don't entirely disagree with Peacemaker's plan. Because Mento and Niles doing something together in secret uh, with a new think tank involved... That ain't cool. That's that's not good. Yeah, yeah. But um, Worm has had enough, and he doesn't want to have any part of this. So um, he flees. But um, Peacemaker has no qualms about killing him, like yeah. press, pressing the button. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then we get a little bit of uh, signal tug of war between the Doom Patrol blocking the signal, and. You know, we get this fantastic revelation as uh, Worm exits that they were onto him the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Cliff and Jane and uh, the Beast Girl, uh, you know, confront him. And, yeah, he's, he says, well, I'm going to die. And can you look after Velvet? And this is just seems so matter-of-factly brutal that they go, okay, you're going to die. And then Cliff tosses him into the air and he explodes. I, I did not see... Yeah, yeah. I didn't see this coming, um, and yeah, it's it's a very brutal ending. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, you, you're right, you kind of think, oh, you know, an infiltrator in any team, it kind of lurks there for a while, and then the apparent infiltrator is gone, blown up, yeah, in the middle of the sky. But then what Peacemaker says next is another unexpected twist in that it's actually Velvet who's the infiltrator. Yeah. And, and he, he says something that has me very curious to see more of Velvet because um, Peacemaker says to General Carter Blanche, I'm calling him Carter, I don't care, uh, <laughs> he, as soon as he reveals that Velvet's the actual metahuman spy, uh, Peacemaker says, our assets' constructs always grow a conscience, and we use that to our advantage. So does that mean that Velvet's power is to grow humans? That That is an interpretation that uh, I I think is pretty solid. Yeah, and, and so he grows them around him like... Because he, he came out of Worm's stomach, so maybe the humans are like Worm's shell, <laughs> like a snail has, um, and that's how he gets by in the world. 
which yeah. is fascinating. I don't want to see more of, but given how Brutal Worm was dealt with, I, maybe Velvet won't be around for very long. I don't know. Yeah. You've got us hook, line, and sink up, Culver. God damn it. Yeah. I know. But, I mean, I, what a fantastic issue, because it, it basically gives you a tour of everything. It shows you the status quo, shows you threats within, like with Niles and uh, Mento uh-huh. scheming away. And, you know, hungry for power and control of the team. Um, you know, it's classic, classic Niles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, the threat from without, that Peacemaker knows more about the danger they're in than they do. Uh-huh. And now there's a spy on the inside who's very, very cute, admittedly. Um, and we'll have to see how that is used yeah. later. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and we got this one page of uh, the the lady running from the swirly starry thing. Yes. In, uh, and you identify that as Japanese. Thank you. All those lessons on Duolingo I took. Because oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I haven't touched it in a while, but I, because uh, my sister-in-law is Japanese, um, oh. and uh, so my niece uh, Hannah is is half Japanese. So they, uh, my, my brother and his wife and that little girl, they sp- speak Japanese quite a lot in their little family unit. So I wanted to learn some basic words, and the minute I saw that woman's word balloon, I was like, I know that word. <laughs> I was like, hang on, oh, it's been a while. I had to do a little bit of research, but yep, yeah, it's no in Japanese. If I'm wrong. I'm very embarrassed, and I'll gladly be corrected, but I'm certain that she's calling out no when the um, the talking star appears. And I'm guessing that that's going to be a lead into issue three, because that issue uh, story is called The Fast and the Nebulous. So I'm wondering if if that's like a brief little introduction into the next metahuman they're going to rescue from the bloody Greenlands. <laughs> Green, Greenland later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, in that case, you know, uh, Dennis and Chris are really setting up the dominoes fast mm, yeah. and smacking them down every issue. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, so much happened to this. Like, it, it is the opposite of decompressed. It's, you know, a rich meal of an issue. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that there were so many cool callbacks to previous characters, like Lotion the Cat and, and Lucius, or the great Ludini, as he's sometimes called. And Willoughby yeah. Kipling, they're, they're the Graveminders, the mystic division of the Doom Patrol. They're such a big cast now. Yeah, and the fact that Willoughby has his skeletal hand. Yes! That, uh, yeah, he lost at the end of uh, the Morrison run, I think. Yeah. He lost all his flesh off that arm. Mm. Yeah. And Hank, the therapy dog. Yeah. You know, Larry's dog that he picked up in, in Way to the Worlds. That's so cool. That there are these all these little carryovers, and it's yeah, it's basically saying everything's happened, and and we're continuing on with with they're acknowledging the past in such a yeah. cool way, and it's yeah. a fabulous attention to detail and the fact that we've read this stuff, we're not you know it's there if you know it, if you don't you don't have to worry, you yeah. Know? yeah, we're not shoving it you know under your nose and go ooh look how smart we are, um, <laughs> Dennis is not doing that, Chris is not doing that, no, no, none of them yeah. are doing that, they're just. But, but yeah, like it might, you know, and, and someone who's new to the patrol might go, hey, who are all these people? And they, that might lead them down a gigantic rabbit hole into the history of the Doom Patrol. And so they'll go and check out Rachel Pollack's stuff and learn about everything that happened in Violet Valley. You know, they'll, they'll go and read the, the Darrington Way run uh, and get 
to meet Lucian the cat for the first time, and 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 Lucius Reynolds and his family, and 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 yeah, this it's so good, it's so damn good. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, and we see a little bit of uh, Jane politics that uh, mm. the chief the chief spends way too much time up there. That that's what Jane thinks. Yep. Yeah. 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 Which which it reminds me of, of comments that Dennis has made in our show before, where he said that sometimes things uh, synchronise between what he's written and what they're producing in the comic as to what's happened in the show, on the TV show. And quite often on the TV show, there's always that arguing over which altar should be up top and in control of the body. So Yeah. Mm. Oh, that reminds me, we did have a date. I should have put this in the Doom News, but the TV show's coming back on the 23rd of May. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. They're really rushing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all done and dusted, isn't it? They're just, you know... Yeah. They're probably just going, a, oh, we'll get it out at some point. That's a five-month break. No, yeah. four-month break. Wow. Yeah, wow. Anyway, yeah, any last thoughts? Um, it's a fantastic issue. Um, I hope everyone is encouraging their friends that aren't reading this to go and pick this up and read it. Um, because the better that this sells, the more we will get to see from this creative team. And two issues in, and they're just nailing it. It's just such good stuff. Yeah. And, and like, obviously, and I won't speak for you, Paul, but I know, obviously, I'm a bit biased, at least, because, you know, hey, we've been doing a podcast about the Doom Patrol for how long now? And I'm always going to have a, a soft spot for the Doom Patrol, but this is genuinely really good stuff. Um, it, it's got... It's like the fact they're doing one and done. It's like, you know, I expected Worm to be around a lot longer, <laughs> or a little bit longer. Um, Worm's story is essentially over, but there's still these plot threads of, um, you know what Peacemaker and General Carter Blanche are up to and, and you know, what they're trying to do. And now there's this new plot thread with, with Niles Calder and Mento. It's, and it's just done so damn well. I cannot wait to get more of this series. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'd love to know the numbers and how well it's doing because, uh, yeah, but uh, I hope it's very, very successful because it absolutely deserves to be. Yeah. The fact that it's getting ver so many variant covers as well. There's something there for everyone, for like the collectors, for the long-term fans, for the new fans, for the patrol curious. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's such a rewarding read, and it's only two issues in. And it's yeah. fucking chef's fucking kiss, is all I can <laughs> say. I love it that much. Wow, okay. <laughs> that's, look, that, that's high praise from, from Agave, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Any last thoughts from you, Paul? Or shall we move on? Let, uh, let's finish there. Okay. And now it's the segment of the show that we call the Mailbag O'Doom, where we read and review comments from you, dear listeners, uh, about our recent shows. And first off, we got a comment from Craig McDee on uh, our Podbean site. Uh, and he was talking about our previous episode, and Craig says, I don't think I've ever been called a legend before, so thanks for that. In regards to the homages to the TV show, there's a panel in Op Unstoppable Doom Patrol 1 where the chief chastises Elasta Woman for not using codenames in the field, and you can see Rita's face start to sag a bit, like in the show, when her confidence is shaken. Overall, I love the first issue of the series. Gorgeous artwork and a fun story. The Chief definitely sold the show. I was very surprised by the death of the brain. Looking forward to number two. Thanks, Craig. Completely agree. 
Yeah, and um, we got a lovely message from Dr. Ange, and he said, great to hear you guys reviewing Doom Patrol comics again. I love this issue too, as it seemed very much Doom Patrol, but clearly smack dab in the DC universe and not in some weird corner. You put the first issue in Gotham and had Batman show up, you are mainstream. <laughs> The Degenerate sounds like an interesting character, as I expect his powers to ramp up and down like they did here. I hope we get to see that in the in the issue as he gets angry or karma. He strikes me a bit like Miss Misery from the old Sleeper book by Brew Baker and Phillips. She gained power whenever she acted antisocial. Huh. Uh, yeah, no, the bitchier she was, the more powerful she got. I'm the and same. The, the, the kinder she was, the weaker she got. Oh, God, it's like my life story. <laughs> Mike Misery. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you were saying? Yeah. Uh, and he also pointed out the panel that uh, Craig talked about. Mm. Where um, I was hoping you would have talked about the panel I attached. It looks like Burnham has Rita's face sort of melt here, where she seems less confident. I wonder if Culver is bringing that aspect of her TV show character to the comic. I hope we don't see Rita melting too much, if it is true. I consider her just as powerful and confident as Larry and Cliff. Mm. I have yet to scratch my cover, and I don't know if I ever will. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, oh, it's a tough choice. But thank you, Ange. Thank you. And, and yes, um, I, I know I missed um, that panel, or that detail in that panel, where her face kind of gets a bit blobby um, when they're in the field. But, um, yeah, that's the thing. I'm so excited by this new series. There are little things I might miss here and there. But, mm. you know, I love it still. Uh, and finally, we heard from Tim Price. Over, He made left a comment over on um, WaitingForDoom.com on uh, episode 182 about the first issue. And Tim writes, Huzzah! The triumphant return of the mighty Doom Patrol to a monthly comic. What's that? A limited run? Bah. If it's monthly right now, then it's a monthly comic, and that's all that matters. Guys, you were spot on. This issue was fantastic. It picked up great from the Lazarus Planet special. Sorry I didn't write on that one. Just crazy life stuff, but it was equally great. I don't have anything else to add after your excellent discussion on the story. Just little notes like Beast Girl is adorable and and a fascinating power set. Rita's new costume is excellent and the shorts are a great update. Jane's cheap persona was so good, but I worry that we won't see much of primary Jane now and I'll miss her. Uh, Cliff taking down the threat was a welcome surprise and Batman's cameo was so funny being put in his place. Love, love, love. Hey, I have a suggestion for This Week in Doom Patrol History, since there seems to be a trust issue, and we can't have that. When Mike finds the issue, he could send which one it is to another podcaster, who could record audio stating which issue it is, and send it back to Mike as independent confirmation that it's not changed. Now all you have to do is find somebody who'd be willing to record that for you. Hmm, it should be somebody outside, air quotes, the show, like a real outsider in the podcast community an outcaster if it were well i'm sure you'll figure something out i don't know what he's saying there um <laughs> i can't speak for the entire caffeination nation but i eagerly await orders of a as a cafe minion until next time waiters thank you tim <laughs> i like that idea i think that's what we should do for now and i think oh you know. god Let's make it more complicated and have a whole new layer of uh, oh, red tape in there. Oh, jeez. And then editing, and, and then that's going to be more work for Wilfred, and then will they respond in time? How will we figure all of this out? Out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think maybe we throw this idea out. <laughs> maybe. Well, let's workshop it. Let's, let's, let's circle back to that at a later stage. 
and um, head on towards uh, the end of the show because uh, we're pretty much done. Yeah. So uh, next time we do talk Doom Patrol, uh, I think it's going to be slightly different because we're going to be taking part in JL May. JL Let's... May is back, did you say? I did say, yes. Um, so those of you who don't know, JL May is a... It comes and goes, but uh, many years we have done a JL May and we've participated. And lots of different podcasts talk about the overall JL May topic. And this year it's the Brave and the Bold series from 2008, I think. Yes. I'm going to say yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, there were 35 issues and, um, yeah, we're going to be doing the final part which is uh part 34 and 35 mm-hmm. but uh those of you might know i also do the dial f for flanger show and i've got dr Ange because there's two issues or three issues which are all about supergirl so i've i've got dr Ange. i twisted his arm you and talk forced you, it, you monster you're forcing dr Ange of all people in the podcasting community and the comics community to talk about supergirl of all things yeah how do you live with yourself sir so uh, probably a few days after this, at the first Dial F for Flanger on uh, the second issue of JL May will be out. So, But if you want to follow JL May from the start, it starts in the Overlooked Dark Night at the beginning of May. And then, it, you know, then into Dial F for Flanger and then many other shows. And then we're doing parts uh, 3, part 17 and 18 and parts 34 and 35 in Waiting for Doom. Yep. And, of course, we'll come back and also talk about the Unstoppable Doom Patrol unless someone stops it. They won't stop it. They can't stop it. Not even the Greenlands can stop the Doom Patrol. You know why? Because <laughs> they're unstoppable. All you have to do to stop a Greenland is chop his bloody ring finger off. And, oh, oh no, oh. I've got no willpower now. Oh. Yeah. And I can't flip you off. <laughs> One punch. One punch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... So that's that's it for the show. So that, that's us for now. So yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch with us via Wilfred, you can contact us on Twitter at WFDPod. You can email us at waitingfordoom at gmail dot com. You can check out the Waiting for Doom Facebook page, the Waiting for Doom Instagram page. Uh, you can also look up all our cool stuff on WaitingfordOom dot com, where we've got this and all our other awesome shows. And you can join the Caffeine Nation, as my script says here in all caps. And look us up uh, as Waiting for Doom on uh, Buy Me a Coffee if you'd like you, to support the show. You can discover that friendship is magic. 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 Magic with a K at the end. You could lay down some coffee rockin' beats. <laughs> coffee, coffee rockin' beats. Yeah. yeah, that's slightly less rude than what you were saying at the start of the show. Anyway, <laughs> as all. <laughs> As always, stay weird, be good to each other, don't be a crumb bum, and we will catch you next time for more Waiting for Doom. Waiting for Doom.